This is The Naturalist. In every podcast episode, we're going to highlight the products, ideas, trends that are shaping the CPG industry. Or that we just really like. We reached out to chemists and expert chemists in the beauty industry, and they said, you can't do it. You can't make a solid product that's salon quality. People aren't aware, but you know, if, if plastic lasts forever and it can't, it can only get recycled once. So, so that was really the impetus having kids and realizing that we could make products, reformulate them without a package. So I'm almost afraid to share this with you because it, I don't like to wash my face with water, anything with water, because it kind of runs down your forearms. So do you not, yes, wa- I- if you don't wash your face with water, do you not wash your face? I don't. Ever. <laughs> I mean, I wash it in the it shower. It looks amazing. I'm already wet. <laughs> but like I had no idea. idea. Yeah. Like all those low, like the creamy things or the things that you squeeze out of a bottle that kind of just like drip all over and then your water drips it. Okay. No, I mean, I love that I'm learning something new about you. It's working. (laughs) And I relate to that, but I have a very weird reason why I hate a wet sleeve before bed. Me too. And it just runs. There's no way to lean over the sink and not have the water run down your arm. Oh my gosh. Yes. So does it, it's all about the wet sleeve. Like yes. There's nothing that can yes. be done. You have to get out the blow dryer. Like it's a whole ordeal. Yes. Yeah, no, I get that. So I've been really into these products that start as a bar, you know, these kind of like waterless bars for um, washing your face and things, because at least it's kind of minimal. You know, you can take the bar. I just kind of take the bar and rub it all over my face. So I don't have to really be in there with the water the whole time. Is that So many good visuals here. So many. Okay. Well, you're in luck because there are a ton of these products entering the market, right? And High Bar is one of them. We talked to Nora. She is so awesome. But I am psyched about this trend. Yeah, I am too. I, I, uh, I actually have seen so much development in this trend too, just in the last six months, in the last year. So that's why we're talking about waterless personal care, waterless and sustainable personal care today. Yeah, yeah. And definitely seeing a ton of it in personal care as well as in the household product space. And Nora Shopper, who is the founder of a company called High Bar, we had a chat with her, Adrian, that I wanted to get your thoughts on this. When she was like, you know, in, I don't know, five years, 10 years, pl- single use plastic packaging and, and buying products like that is going to be as stigmatized as smoking. Do you remember when she said that? Yes. And, you know, I love that because actually as she was describing it, she was saying, you know, they really look at other bar shampoos or other bar sustainable waterless products as friends, you know, as that's what they want to see. That's who they're trying to uplift. And they really see their competition as those plastic bottles and those plastic containers. It really struck me as like, wow, I think we are in the early stages of this revolution. And we'll talk about some of the things that are happening even outside of CPG that are creating this future of potentially plastic free future, which I think is really cool. But it all starts with waterless. So I think like, you know, of course, it makes sense that if 
if you formulate a product without using water, then you can also package it without using plastic. But in the personal care space, it's like between 80 and 90% of a lot of products. So shampoos and, and those face washes that you hate, Adrian, those are like <laughs> the drippy things. The drippy things are drippy for a reason. They're like 90 per- 80 to 90% water. So uh, Nora and others are figuring out how can we formulate in a way that allows for greater sustainability. And it's not just because they're using less water or no water at all, but really because waterless can allow for plastic-free packaging. And basically, companies are doing this by creating these highly concentrated products that are in lots of different formats that we'll talk about in the list later on in this episode. But they can also ship lighter. They have a lower carbon footprint. They, of course, preserve resources and have a smaller footprint on retail shelves as well, which as Nora was talking, we were kind of like, she was taking us on this journey through retail tail aisles and like imagining like what if you just didn't see plastic so it's really interesting yeah and I thought one of the key things that you mentioned earlier I mean obviously we care about reducing waste we want to get rid of plastic I love the sustainability story the the waterless story that plays into transportation and shelf space and all of those wonderful things and packaging of course But, you know, a lot of times in the natural products industry, we think, well, this is really great and we really see its benefits. But how do we explain these benefits to someone who might not be as deeply involved in our industry? And I think when you mentioned that concentrated formulation, I mean, that's a really great point that I hadn't even thought of before. I mean, she talked about the potency of these products. And when you think about the fact that so many products are 80 to 90 percent water, which I had no idea, actually, And then it's not just that these products are more sustainable or that they're smaller on shelf. It's that they're also really, really potent. And so they have they they work really, really well. And I think that that's a really compelling argument to also pull in those those natural product industry novices or skeptics or or people that are quite sure if they're ready to let go of their their traditional kind of formats. I agree. I mean, there's definitely those people, like many people are waking up to how much plastic ends up in the oceans. It's 14 million tons was the latest number that I saw. And that's insane. It's insane. Yeah. It's scary. It's sad. And plastic makes up 80% of all marine debris found from surface waters to deep sea sediments. So all over. And that's just like, you know, those numbers are so alarming to people. People are aware of plastics, but to really see, you know, how their choices in the supermarket, online buying, that those choices all make a difference. And I think you're absolutely right that for some people, it's not going to be that message. It's going to be, hey, these products work really well, or they're really cool and interesting. That was another thing that I've been thinking about based on our conversation with Nora when she was talking about like the design elements. I mean, her products are so beautiful. And some of these products that come in the reusable packaging, like they're, whether it's the product themselves, the products themselves or the packaging, they're like design elements for the home. And I love that. So it's kind of like motivating people to participate in this because they want to, not because they're guilted into it. And I really like that aspect of it as well. 
Yeah, I do for sure. And, and obviously, this is just incredibly timely. You know, we have all kinds of legislature coming out about reducing plastic, single use plastic. I and mean, think about all those little bottles being used in hotels. We're seeing a lot of hotels coming out and taking a stand against you know, using all these throwaway single use plastic. I mean, I just feel like this is the conversation that this industry should be having. This conversation is now. So I just love that Nora really talked about kind of how she got into this, what some of the challenges have obviously been in in achieving it and doing it so well, and, and just the growth that, that they've had and that they've seen the industry have overall. So Nora, I was telling Jessica about your blazer. I'd really love us to talk about that because that's super important. So (laughs) I love it so much, but I can't remember what it said on the inside. Can you give us a little uh, background? Yeah, I call it my empowerment blazer. And on the on the lining on the inside, in a it says it like hundreds of times. um, I've I've effing got this. Oh, I love that. Oh my gosh. I need one of those. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I I think about putting that message on, you know, my socks or whatever, when I don't have my blazer on. (laughs) It's so funny because it really does stand out. Well, not to mention that it's this amazing yellow color too. Never, never. I must have been channeling that today because I haven't worn this sweater in like five years and I just pulled it out of the closet. (laughs) I love it bright. Oh my gosh, the empowerment blazer. I love that. I love that. Yes, maybe you should start putting that on your packaging. Yeah, seriously. What kind of affirmation on there? Well, thanks for chatting with us, Nora. We're excited. Um, You know, um, and I just started using your the face wash. I was, I've been using the face wash. I love it. It's such a beautiful product. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I'm excited to catch up cause it has been a while since we've, we've talked. One of the things that I'm curious about because it's such a, like everything that you're doing is so relevant right now around eliminating plastic around kind of changing consumer behaviors, uh, through using more sustainable products in the process. So we'll get into all that, but do you want to take a step back and just understand like what your motivator was when you started high bar and maybe just kind of giving up, like walking us through what that initial story was or that spark was that got you like, okay, I can be a part of this solution. Like what was the driver or motivator? Oh, there's so, there were so many pieces. Um, So let me just give you a little bit of background. So my husband, I mentioned my husband, Jay, is also a co-founder. And my husband, Jay, and I, um, we started a previous business back when actually it was we were dating at the time. And um, he grew up on a farm and is just really entrepreneurial. He actually has an MBA, entrepreneurial MBA. So every time we started something, he'd be like, oh, that's a business idea. So anyway, we started this old business. We were making bath bombs and soaps, cold processed soaps. And we were selling through like farmers markets and um, natural. So Minneapolis is a big concentration of co-ops. And so we started selling into co-ops locally and farmers markets. And um, we were getting that business going. And we were realizing as we were making those products that 
Like we were like a packaging is kind of unnecessary. Like we can create this stuff um, and formulate. And then, you know, the package gives the brand, but other than that, you don't really need a plastic package for sure. And at the time, you know, we had young children when we, when once we were starting to build this business up and um, the kids went to a special it's kind of an art-based school. It's called a Waldorf school. It's very environmental focused too. Like it, it's nature is a big part of, of their learning process. And so, you know, plastic pollution was just such a, getting to be such a huge problem. And around this time too, when we were like, oh, we could get rid of plastic and reformulate without plastic. It was also when the conversation in like California was happening and they weren't going to be able to export their recycling anymore. And I was like, wow, that's really going to make a huge impact. Um, people aren't aware, but you know, if, if we, that the plastic lasts forever and it can't, it can only get recycled once. So what are we going to do with all this plastic pollution that's everywhere? So that was really the impetus having kids and realizing that we could make products, reformulate them without a package. And then, you know, just the crisis of plastic pollution was really relevant. And we were like, okay, it's time. We need to do something that we can make a difference. Um, and we need to do it now. Uh, so that really motivated us. Such a, such a cool story. And you said, you know, you, you honed in on this idea that you can do it without plastic. So why, why aren't more people doing it without plastic? Because you see plastic everywhere in the personal care beauty space. I mean, everywhere in CPG. So what's holding people back? Well, you know, that's a great question. And honestly, when we started out, we, we wanted to gain credibility in hair before we expanded. So we looked at what, what's in your shower. That was actually one of the first exercises we did is we sent an email to friends and family without really saying anything and said, send us pictures of your shower. Cause we wanted to see what kind of products are people, everybody had shampoo and conditioner in a plastic bottle. So we were like, if we really want to go after plastic shampoo and conditioner is a great place to start. And the main reason people don't do it is because, well, one, we reached out to chemists and expert chemists in the beauty industry. And they said, you can't do it. You can't make, a solid product that's salon quality um, without, you know, you just can't do a solid one. And so, well, one, that was super motivating to my husband um, and that I call him a rule breaker. He's like, yes, we can. Uh, it did take over two years. Uh, but the main reason is because one, uh, it's called anhydrous when you create products without water. And that means um, there's no base for all of your ingredients to, you know, mix around in. So you have to find, we had to come up with ingredients and a process so that it would all work together and, and without a body to combine it all together. What was that word again, Nora? What was the word? Anhydrous. Okay. I'm trying to do a new word. of the, That's going to be my word of the day. I'm going to ditch the app for the day. That's the word. Okay. Is this anhydrous? You can just ask that. So the fact that it's waterless is a result of going plastic-free. So it starts plastic-free, and then the way that you're able to achieve that is by formulating without water. Exactly. And we're all also saving the water resource, but that adds another layer of complication. For one thing, you know, weights. 
like water is used as a filler in shampoo and conditioner. Our, our product has no water. It's a hundred percent active ingredient, which I believe is why it works better than a watered down version. But, um, you know, so we have to be really exact with every ingredient. It has to be a, a, an exact percentage because we don't, we can't just fill it up with water to meet the weight threshold. So it, it really is a lot more complicated. And, um, you know, we of course picked a unique shape and we did that intentionally, but nobody is making, you know, there were no molds created for that. There was no process created for that. Um, we really had to invent all of that. Uh, and that was a really important component to us because we didn't want it to look like soap. Our products are not soap. Um, and most people are familiar with a bar. They think it's soap. Um, and actually, soap is chemically different and different pH level than shampoo or face wash. It's actually a lot more harsh um, and doesn't honestly work that well in hair. Um, and so we knew it. We knew people aren't going to give up a bottle unless it works at least as well. Um, and that was part of why we formulated for so long until we could get a product that really worked as well as as a bottle product. And uh, apart from just functionality, you know, did you have a hard time really matching people's expectations of what that experience should be like? I mean, does the product lather? Does it fall? You know, are those things that we're really should be telling consumers they don't need out of their hair care products? Yeah, I know. Isn't that funny? Um, but lather really is something that triggers like people think when they have lather that it's effective. So honestly, we, that was one of the things we were testing for when we were trying out because we really did want. That's the other piece that we've learned is that if the experience isn't similar, people, they have a hard time making crossing that chasm. Um, so it, it does take extra educating. You know, now here we are. So High Bar sold its first bar in October of 2018. Here we are in 2023. And Sprouts has a shelf, I think it's six feet of all bar shampoos and conditioners. So it, the, the playing field really has changed. Um, and, and that's really what we set out to do. Like we consider all those other bar formulators our friends. We really consider the bottle our competition um, because we're, we just want to get rid of the bottle. Um, we, we do think our product works better. Uh, and honestly, you know, we know that we couldn't find anybody to make our product to our specs. And so we know that nobody is formulating the way we are. And each one of our products is specially formulated for that hair need or that face need. And so we know that, you know, some of the competition out there is just one formula across all the, all the flavors. And they're making it like with a pellet where we're using raw ingredients and then came up with a process to actually how to make it and how to mold it and then how to package it. Our packaging is completely different. And again, that was all about thinking through to the end consumer. And we wanted that consumer to have a choice to look at all the bottles of shampoo and to see something standing up next to those so that they could really compare and say, oh, there's a plastic free one. Um, and so you could really see the difference. So what do you think has created that shift being, were you one of the, one of the first to market with this type of product, the first 
And now there's a whole category for it. And it's cool as you talk about, you know, your differentiators and how that's obviously very important, but also being, you know, stewards of just a more responsible industry overall and really building and growing the category. How, why is there a whole category now? Is it just awareness about plastic and people are more motivated to try something new? I, I do think that because the marketing data that we read does does show that consumers are looking for sustainable packaging alternatives and sustainable swaps. And they, you know, so in some ways it, it was good timing that we were on the store shelf when this heightened awareness happened. Uh, we did do social listening during the pandemic and conversations around plastic waste increased nearly 3000% from like 2020 to 2021. And people really were, because they didn't have to go out as much or whatever, they were willing to try, you know, something new because uh, they could be at home and have, if, if it led to a bad hair day, you know, they wouldn't have to go out and about with that. So I think people were experimenting maybe, especially with home beauty treatments and that type of thing and just awareness and then and just climate anxiety. I mean, and this is such an easy swap. So the reason that shampoo and conditioner is in a bottle in the first place is because when they were invented, there wasn't running water in your home. You know, there wasn't warm water. And so they would have to package it in water so you could use it at home. But now, you know, obviously everything is different. So shampoo, and, and actually the shampoo wasn't really, like they used soap as shampoo back in the day. And so ingredients have really changed. So shampoo uses surfactants. Um, ours are coconut based. And so there has been a lot of technology in ingredient, you know, making, taking a coconut and getting out the fats and figuring out how to create it into another um, ingredient. So kind of everything kind of converged and we were right, you know, in, in the market at the time. So Lush already existed, but they were in their own retail and their ingredients. That was the other piece. Like we're, we wanted to also be vegan and also be really clean ingredients, clean and natural, because some of the ingredients that are used in shampoos, you know, are toxic to aquatic life or are, are not great for your hair or could lead to you know, illness and humans. So ingredients were the other really important component in our formulations. So you started with hair care and then from there, I know you have some great skincare products. And can you tell us a little bit about the, the mythical lotion bar that, that we're so excited about and some of those challenges? Oh my gosh, we have so many challenges with that. Okay. So the lotion bar is a product that we've been focused on and working on for over a year. And our, again, our innovation is saving the water resource. And also because of our distribution, we can't have anything that will melt in distribution. So our approach to the lotion bar is a water activated lotion rather than a heat activated lotion. A heat activated lotion bar, you know, uses like shea butter and cocoa butter and those butters that at body temperature, they kind of melt and they can smooth on your hand. And we do have those ingredients in ours, but we can't, we don't want it to melt. We want it to have a melt point at, of over 130 degrees. And so, you know, we're not, it's not a heat activated lotion. And, and because of that, 
the challenge we're having is after we create an awesome product, you just get your body wet or get the bar wet and then lotion comes off. You put it on your skin. But after seven, eight, nine days, the bar that we created, it cures or it's called nucleating. And it makes it so that the lotion doesn't come off anymore. We could do that in Colorado. It's so dry. Yeah, you're like, okay, everyone, just use all the lotion in eight days. Lotion up 17 times a day. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'll do it. So, so what does that look like then, Nora? Like when you have to go back to the drawing board, do you scrap everything and start from scratch or what happens now? You know, it, it's interesting because again, there are ingredient um, innovations happening. So one thing that we're playing with right now is we're able to solidify oils and this is like an argon oil. So we're actually working on some beauty products. So I was like to my husband, I, he's our formulator and we, we actually have a staff person that's also formulating. But I said to him, why don't we try some of that ingredient that you use to solidify oils in the lotion bar? And so he's experimenting with that. You know, he also, you know, we do work with chemists and we ask them, what are, you know, do you have any thoughts? But again, we're creating something, a world first, that it doesn't exist. And so they can give ideas, but we just have to try it, trial and error until we land on something that works well enough for, for we think that people will, will give up their bottled formula for it. Will you hold up that? Will you? So, sorry, Adrian. I just need to see that like solidified oil again. That's so. So it looks like a like an ice cube almost, or like a Jolly Rancher. It looks like a little Jolly Rancher. Yeah, it does actually. <laughs> uh, we're working on a makeup remover that is an oil cleanser uh, makeup remover, and it it's. It has some hyaluronic acid in it. it. It's it's amazing, an amazing product. So, you know, we are, our plan is to, you know, keep plugging away at like the lotion bar. Jay is still working on it kind of on the background. We kind of like, okay, you can keep doing that, but let's see what other formulas we can move forward just so we can keep on innovating. So the makeup remover is one that's going to be coming out here pretty quick. And then additional, we have a repair hair set that's also coming out soon. So that's pretty exciting. Um, and we have hair oils in the works because of the solid oil. And we actually read another marketing data that said like uh, Gen Xers and Gen Zers, one of the top products that they use consistently is a hair oil. So we're like, okay. That'd, that'd be a great one to innovate. So we're going to continue to just, you know, a body wash is coming soon and it's a beautiful body wash. Again, it's so free and it's just so hydrating. And I notice, yeah. So soap frees come up a lot in all these different innovations in different categories and product types. And you had mentioned earlier that that's a challenge, just educating people that it's not soap. It look, it may look kind of like soap, but it's not soap. So how are you innovating to educate on that as well as just how to use the product? I have to say, I use the products. I think it's really kind of like I really like the experience. It adds like a little bit of an additional like ritual to like just my different beauty aspects of my beauty regimen. But, um, you know, it's not overly complicated, but it's different. So how are you educating on that part of it? 
is different depending on the channel that we're selling. One of the things that we're super excited about, and we started this in fresh time, is they have a program where you can put a QR code on the shelf tag. It's actually called an Eli code and it's, it's got video content and it's perf product. So that the consumer can scan that QR code and then learn more about the brand and the product. And so that's a great thing for us. I, I know UNFI is talking to the same company that does this. And so hopefully they'll be adding that education component to shelf tags. But another piece of what we do is like in Whole Foods, we get to the whole body employees, staff there, and we get them product and we get them training. I also do tons of trainings to different staff. We do point of sale, like how to high bar materials. And then we also try to educate on social media. Uh, We just started a YouTube channel that has like user content, you know, to kind of show how things are used and... uh, but educating the consumer, you know, is a is a challenge. We need a we do, you know, feel like that really helps to be able to use the pro or to learn more about the product, especially from staff or somebody who's used it. And then we we really try to get out samples and try to, you know, drive trial as much as we can. Yeah, that has to be a huge part of it, just getting the product into people's hands and they won't feel intimidated by it. I mean, it even took me a while to like, even took me not like I'm the standard by which I'll be, you know, I use natural products always and um, all different types of products I'm experimenting with. But it took me a little while to like try it. And then once I did, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, this is great. It's so simple. So I think that like just getting it into people's hands has to be huge and getting and into staff, retailers' hands big too. Well, and speaking of hands, I sorry, this is just a side note. I really love that format you talked about. You know, you're really intentional about your format, the kind of oblong, rounded shape, because most um, shampoo bars, I end up cutting them into pieces because they're, you know, big square. I can't move it around in my hand. And so um, I think that that not only is it really like an evocative shape and it's very um, unique to your brand and and easily identifiable, but I I think it actually is really an advantage when it comes to use, right? It is, you know, and it it does shed moisture, which is another piece that, you know, is really nice about it. And then really we did intend this beveled edge to apply directly or to paint it on. But not everybody does it that way, you know, and I actually use this as a conditioner and I use the conditioner as a leave in. And so when it's wet, I just rub it on my hands and then I put it in my hair at the end. But the shape really, I think it's just so pretty, you know, and we really did intend it to be kind of inspiring. So you'd have something beautiful in your shower. And in the morning when you use a a bar, you've already won your day because you don't You didn't use a plastic bottle, so you're already off to a great start. So we just love that aspect of it, just being, you know, pretty and sculptural, a little work of art. (laughs) I've actually never even tried to do it, just rubbing it, you know, the slanted part on my head, probably because I'm too lazy, (laughs) but um, (laughs) I'm going to try that next time. (laughs) 
That I love that, Nora, though, like the design. I'm I'm remodeling a house right now, so I'm like all about any design conversation. But I do think that's really interesting, like because we've seen examples of, you know, product packaging being more designed, but even the product itself being so beautiful and intentional, like I can picture it in my new my new shower now. I'm getting the tile done this week. Yes. Um, Nora, can you talk a little bit? I think the final thing that I really wanted to dig into was just the packaging itself. Cause we've talked a lot about like what's inside the package and, and how you were able to achieve a waterless and plastic free product. But what is the packaging made of? It's paper. It's like a paperboard, um, that has like a wax coating. It's a vegetable wax coating. We actually turn the paper inside out. So the outside of the paper is the inside for us um, because it has a coating, a vegetable coating on it. And we, you know, our, there's a lot of oils in our products. And so we just didn't want it to, um, you know, seep through the container. Although uh, we also put it in a, in a recyclable or compostable wax paper round on the inside but the packaging is all paper, vegetable-based ink. It can get composted. It can get uh, recycled. Um, and it's, you know, we did that with our deodorant. Even our deodorant is compostable and recyclable. It's paperboard and it's a push-up applicator. Um, and, and the packaging is really what we were going for is something that, you know, is kind of modern. Um something that is accessible, unisex, um, clean looking, you know, we didn't want it to be that complicated, but really we wanted it to be vertical um, because shampoo bottles are vertical and we really wanted it to stand next to shampoo bottles. I really like, I love the packaging. Yeah. And actually at one of our first trade shows, uh, we were, we had a tagline. I think it was our original tagline, goodbye plastic, hello high bar. And most people thought we were a packaging company. It, it feels like a little gift, you know, like it's a little like gift bag. With I'm looking at your Instagram. Sorry if I look like I'm in a trance. I'm looking at the high bar Instagram. <laughs> and there's this one, there's this one photo. Now I just like can't stop thinking about how beautiful these bars are. Nora, they're so pretty. They're so beautiful. Aren't they so beautiful? And then the colors. Well, and if you're listening, collect them all. They're going to look beautiful in your shower. They really work. And you're doing something good for the planet. <laughs> the final thing I wanted to ask, because you guys have so been on the leading edge of what's happening in natural beauty and sustainable beauty, like what's your, like, I love putting on a prediction hat. Like what's your prediction for the future of the, the sustainable beauty space? Like what's going to happen, not just for your brand, but for the industry at large? Well, I do know, I think, you know, vegan is huge. These young people, um, I, I think in 10 years, hopefully fewer than 10 years, when you walk down the aisle in the grocery store, you know, in the beauty care aisle, it's going to be mostly bars, not as much plastic. In fact, maybe no plastic. And you'll see a plastic bottle and you'll go, ick, you know, like it used to be, you know, smoking indoors. It's that's what a plastic bottle is going to be like. Um, <laughs> and, and really young people are all going 
that way, you know, they're influencing their household decisions. Um, I think that it's, it works better when, when these products are made this way, there's no single use bottle. Like there's really not a reason not to, it's lighter for shipping. Um, you know, so the fossil fuels, it's smaller and lighter. Uh, it's a concentrated product, so you don't need to use as much or shower as often or wash your hair as often. There's just so many benefits to this format and it just makes sense. So I really predict that it's going to go that way. Um, we're at the beginning parts of it, uh, but but we can all re- reformulate and get rid of those nasty single use bottles. So, Well, I hope that's true. Yeah, I hope that that is the new norm. I'm excited to see where things go with this. Yeah. Yeah. Plastic free, a single use plastic free beauty aisle would really be an incredible thing. And you guys are doing such great work to to lead us into that future. So we've eliminated over four million bottles so far and saved over a million gallons of water. So and that's not just us. I mean, obviously, that's all our retail partners. Um, and all our consumers out there. So, um, and we're just getting started. I really appreciate the fact that you are able to quantify the impact in that way. And um, yeah, I was just going to say, I'm going to, I have to go to Sprouts later. So they have the, I'm going to pick one up. I'm excited. I'm out of my face wash. Yeah. Thanks, Nora. This was really fun talking with you. Yeah, really great. Thank you so much for being here. It's time for the list. Do you have another confession for us, Adrian, or is that your one for the episode? <laughs> I'm going to save save my other confessions for future episodes. Uh, okay, I like that. Yeah, I don't uh, want to frighten everyone all at once. <laughs> all right, we have lots of great products. Uh, let's start with one of High Bars. Uh, one of their newer products is their face wash. I think that's newer, right, Adrian? That I think you talked to Nora right when that came out, um, and I recently started using it. I really like it. It has different solutions based on skin's needs and specific pH balance. And those are focused on, they have a cleanse product, a hydrate product, and a renew product. So like all of High Bar's products, they are free from water, any harmful chemicals, and also the packaging is super sustainable and even uses vegetable-based dyes. So I really enjoyed bringing this into my skincare regimen, and I think it's a, a cool and welcome addition to High Bar's already fabulous line of waterless products. Who's next? Well, since we've already established that I am apparently very lazy when it comes to skincare, I'm going to roll right into Spencer Sisters Serum Stick. This is such an amazing product. It won the Nexty Award for, at Expo West for the best new personal care beauty product. It's got this fantastic new hyaluronic acid and, acid and vitamin C formulation. And I love it because you just you know pop off the top, which is in a paperboard packaging, rub it all over your face. And you're good to go. And I've seen these serum sticks come out from a couple of other brands recently. We had a, um, a Cure has one. I love to see this trend growing. And Spinster Sisters is just really doing it right. Plus in this great paperboard packaging. So really great product. Not just for lazy people, but lazy people especially probably really love it like me. Adrian, I feel like we have to talk about shampoo. So I don't know if attitude and attitude... Attitude was a company that had 
a wide range of offerings of waterless and plastic-free offerings at Expo. So I really feel like shampoo and conditioner, waterless shampoo and conditioner, well, especially shampoo, were really the first places that this trend went. You know, I, I definitely used um, Spencer Sisters a long time ago. High Bar started, I believe, with its shampoos. So um, it's great to see so many brands kind of starting there and then expanding their lines from there. So, But this is the, the cocoa kind, which has long been a, a, a favorite in the natural beauty space. Um, and they have an organic ultra chlorophyll mask. And so it's a USDA certified organic mask. I love how many of cocoa kinds, actually maybe all of their products, I don't know, I'd have to fact check myself on that, but um, many, if not all of their products are certified organic. And it's a powder that consumers can customize. So you can either add a little bit of water in, which now that I'm saying it, that feels a little weird. We're talking about the waterless episode. I'm telling you to put water back into the product, but it's how it's packaged, how it's transported. You could add a little bit of water in rose water. You could do yogurt, avocado. So it's really like continuing to bring that DIY movement into the beauty space. And I think there's still a little bit of energy for that. You know, people want to customize and be a part of it. And it is that, that ritual and that experience. And it's like semi DIY because it comes with this great concentrated powder and then you make it into your own beautiful mask so i'm thinking spotlight oh we should go back to hey is this what we should do with our slumber at our slumber party with emily and <laughs> <laughs> yes let's all do chlorophyll masks i love it <laughs> All right. That was a great one. Um, I also wanted to give a shout out to Moon Valley Organics. We love this brand. All of their products are USD organic. They have a great mission um, that involves lots of wonderful bee-friendly um, initiatives. And this herbal lotion bar that they have, it's this solid bar. It kind of melts away when you rub it against your skin. It's made with oils, promote healing. And then we talked about that potency issue. So with Moon Valley Organics, the idea is that by eliminating all of that extra water, you're really allowing the skin to absorb the oils more quickly and more deeply. So the brand says that the, the bar, the effects of it will last two times longer than a liquid lotion, which I really love. And again, it's in that fantastic waterless format, um, smaller size, um, just a really great product, a really great, great brand with so much integrity and just they keep pushing the pushing the envelope in terms of formulating and, and making great new products that appeal to a wide range of customers. So another company that I think we're all really excited about because we saw them in the Nexty Awards is Gather Brands Blue Land. It's a whole bunch of brands belong to the Gather Brands family. It's brands that have gathered. It's a gathering of brands. Exactly. These brands. Exactly. So you can quote us on that. Blue Lads dishwasher starter set. They also have laundry products, but it's really looking at pods and pod based cleaners and how that can be transformed into plastic free. So um, pod based cleaners are often wrapped in a plastic film called polyvinyl alcohol PVA. And these may be marketed as biodegradable sometimes, but they are not. They wash it, those microplastics into oceans, 
rivers and waterways. Boo. Not cool at all. And the, this dishwasher starter set from Blue Land takes this really innovative dry form tablet concept and it's, it's takes its trips away any harmful ingredients like parabens, VOCs, ammonia, phthalates, chloride bleach. And it's a super effective product. And I don't know if I saw this one at the Next Fee Awards, but I definitely saw their laundry products that came in that beautiful tin. So this is one of those companies that I was thinking about of like the packaging that you can like highlight in your home and you can get these refillable products and fill back up that container. So I really like what they're doing. Um, and if you check out their brand, it's like very simple and chic and high end looking. And I like that a lot. So definitely pure plastic free, waterless and just beautiful. What I love about Blue Land too, is that they really have that transparency to back it up. I mean, the brand is climate neutral certified. It's a B Corp. It's cradle to cradle certified. So it's just really got all of that great integrity behind it. And when you see that tin, apart from being beautiful, I mean, it's really small. Um, it's kind of the length and width of a large cell phone. I mean, it's very, very small. So it's amazing when you kind of put that next to your traditional dishwasher pods or what's it called a bottle or whatever you use for your dish. I mean, it's amazing and really effective. So such a great product. And and I'm just so impressed with everything that this brand is doing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Uh, and finally new, another category we have not covered today. I know we'll have an upcoming episode on the mineral sunscreen space, but Badger adventure sport mineral sunscreen tin. So it's exactly what it sounds like a, uh, tin that has this really nice, like almost like a bomb type sunscreen. And I've been a fan of Badgers forever and what they're doing to create more sustainable, safer, uh, and effective sun care products. They've been the company that I use for sun care. It's made of 25% zinc oxide and it's, it's an SPF 50 that works wonderfully. And the packaging is recyclable. So really cool. And, you know, before we wrap up, I know you said that was the last one, but I just want to give a shout out to, um, I hope I say this right, Jorganics toothpaste tablets. So we've talked about a little bit about natural living. We've talked a lot about skincare, sunscreen. Toothpaste tablets are really cool. I mean, I just think it's so amazing that brands are coming out with alternatives to the typical plastic toothpaste tube. Um, these are made with a mineral rich powder that has calcium carbonate, kaolin clay. I don't know if I said that right. And then they have um, organic spearmint oil flavoring. They're in a recyclable glass bottle. And so you just pop one into your mouth. And also the bottle has 480 tablets, which is amazing. So the idea is that one person has enough to brush their teeth twice a day for eight months. So I just love that concept. It's really putting out a great solution to another big problem that we have with all the plastic toothpaste tubes that are in the world today. So that's it, I guess. The the final item on the list is a nod to, or perhaps even an ode to waterless shampoos for starting it all. I love an ode. <laughs> Who doesn't, right? <laughs> okay, that wraps it up for today. Thanks so much for listening. Um, please send us an email. Our email address is thenaturalist at newhope.com. We would love to hear about your, your favorite products. If you have anything interesting to share about the natural products industry, send us an email, send us an ode about your favorite skincare. We love an ode. We love an ode. All right. Thanks again. The Naturalist at newhope.com. <laughs>